an ancient philosopher once said, he who has not even the knowledge of common things is a brute among men. He who has an accurate knowledge of human concerns alone is a man among brutes. But he who knows all that can be known by intellectual energy is a god among men. Man's status in the natural world is determined, therefore, by the quality of his thinking. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today we look at The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall. So how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we look at what is perhaps the most comprehensive and complete esoteric encyclopedia ever written. Successfully distilled the essence of more arcane subjects than one would think possible. Essential reading for anyone wishing to explore esoteric knowledge. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I do have in use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. Philosophy is the science of estimating values. The mission of philosophy a priori is to establish the relation of manifested things to their invisible ultimate cause or nature. The six headings under which the disciplines of philosophy are commonly classified are metaphysics, which deals with such abstract subjects as cosmology, theology, and the nature of being. Logic, which deals with the laws governing rational thinking, or as it has been called, the doctrine of fallacies. Number three, ethics, which is the science of morality, individual responsibility, and character, concerned chiefly with an effort to determine the nature of good. Psychology, which is devoted to investigation and classification of those forms of phenomena referable to mental origin. Epistemiology, number five, which is the science concerned primarily with the nature of knowledge itself and the question of whether it may exist in an absolute form. And six, aesthetics, which is the science of the nature of and the reactions awakened by the beautiful, the harmonious, the elegant, and the noble. 
he whose mind is enslaved to the bestial instincts is philosophically not superior to the brute. He whose rational faculties ponder human affairs is a man, and he whose intellect is elevated to the consideration of the divine realities is already a demigod, for his being partakes in the luminosity with which his reason has brought him into proximity. Those who suppose they have found truth are called dogmatists. Those who think it is incomprehensible are the academics. Those who still seek are the skeptics. Evolution is consequentially and consequently the never-ending flow of divine consciousness out of itself. All creation, though continually moving, never arrives at any state other than that of ceaseless flow. The true subject of Arthur Schopenhauer's philosophy is the will. The object of his philosophy is the elevation of the mind to the point where it is capable of controlling the will. The mysteries claimed to be the guardians of a transcendental knowledge, so profound as to be incomprehensibly, say to the most, exalted intellect, and so potent as to be revealed with safety only to those in whom personal ambition was dead and who had consecrated their lives to the unselfish service of humanity. Both the dignity of these sacred institutions and the validity of their claim to possession of universal wisdom are arrested by the most illustrious philosophers of antiquity who were themselves initiated into the profoundities of the sacred doctrine and who bore witness to its efficacy. The question may legitimately be proposed. If these ancient mystical institutions were of such great Ethan moment, why is so little information now available concerning them and the arcana they claim to possess? And the answer is simple enough. The mysteries were secret societies binding the initiates to inviolable secrecy and avenging with death the betrayal of their sacred trust. That's why symbolism is the language of the mysteries. In fact, it is the language not only of the mysticism and philosophy, but of all nature, for every law and power active in universal procedure is manifested to the limited sense perceptions of a man through the medium of symbol. With the decline of virtue, which has preceded the destruction of every nation in history, the mysteries became perverted. Sorcery took place of the divine magic. Indescribable practices such as the Bacchanali were introduced, 
and perversion ruled supreme. For no institution can be better than the members of which it is compromised and comprised. Mystery devoted to instructing man concerning the operation of divine law in the terrestrial sphere. Few of the early counts worshipped anthropomorphic deities. Although they, their symbolism might lead one to believe that they did, they were moralistic rather than religionistic, philosophic rather than theologic. They thought man to use his faculties more intelligently, to be patient in the face of adversity, to be courageous when confronted by danger, and to be true in the midst of temptation, most of all, to view a worthy life as the most acceptable sacrifice to God and his body as an ultra-sacred to the deity. There are also, they say, three kinds of knowledge. Knowledge of the name of each thing, of its cause, and its influence. There are three things which continually grow less, darkness, falsehood, and death. There are three which continuously increase, light, life, and truth. <coughs> the modern world knows little of these ancient rites. The scientists and theologian alike gaze upon sacred structure wondering what fundamental urge inspired the Herculean labor. If they would, but think for a moment, they would realize that there is only one urge in the soul of a man capable of supplying the required incentive, namely the desire to know, to understand, and to exchange the narrowness of human mortality for the greater breadth and scope of divine enlightenment. Though the modern world may have million secrets, the ancient world knew one, and that one was greater than the million. For the million secrets actually breed death, disaster, sorrow, selfishness, lust. But the one secret confers life, light, and truth. The time will come when the secret wisdom shall again be the dominating religious and philosophical urge of the world. The day is at hand when the doom of dogma shall be sounded. The great theological tower of Babel, Babel, built of bricks of mud and tongues of confusion and the mortar of slime, out of the cold ashes of lifeless creeds, however, shall rise, phoenix-like, the ancient mysteries. Many early priests and prophets, both pagan and Christian, were versed in astronomy and astrology. The writings are best understood when read in the light of these ancient sciences. With the growth of man's knowledge of the 
constitution and periodicity of the heavenly bodies. The atomical anatomical principles were introduced into these religious systems. The tetanary gods were given planetary flows, the celestial bodies being named after the deities assigned to them. The fixed stars were divided into constellations, and through these constellations wandered the sun and its planets, the latter with their accompanying satellites. The solar orb, like the nature of the man, was divided by ancient sages into three separate bodies. According to the mystics, there are three suns in each solar system, analogous to the three centers of life in each individual constitution. These are called three lights, the spiritual sun, the intellectual or solar sun, and the material sun, now symbolized in Freemasonry by three candles. The spiritual sun manifests the power of God the Father. The solar sun radiates the life of God of the sun, and the material sun is the vehicle of manifestation for God the Holy Spirit. Man's nature was divided by the mystics into three distinct parts, spirit, soul, and the body. The modern world looks upon many ancient practices as cruel and barbarous, but it is guilty every day of offenses which would have been proven equally revolting, if not even worse, to the sensibilities of ancient people. At no time has the world been composed of a majority of thinking people. Only here and there has found an intellect actually seeking to solve not only the problem of its own destiny, but also those of others. The esoteric spiritual side of every religion is a beautiful humanitarian and transcendent code to be understood only by those who have raised themselves above the plane of the prosaic and the conventional. In nearly all the sacred books of the world can be traced an anatomical analogy. This is most evident in their creation myths. Anyone familiar with embryology and obstetrics will have no difficulty in recognizing that the basis of the allegory concerning Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden and the Nine Degrees of Mysteries and the Brahmanic legend of Vishnu incarnations, the story of the universal egg, the Scandinavian myth of the Ginungagap, the dark cleft in space in which the seed of the world is sown, and the use of the fish as the emblem of the paternal generative power, all show the true origin of theological speculation. The philosophers of antiquity realized that man himself was the key to the riddle of life. 
for he was the living image of the divine plan. And in future ages, humanity also will come to realize more fully the solemn importance of those ancient words. Proper study of mankind is of men. The mysteries thought that spirit or life was anterior to form and that what is anterior includes all that is posterior to itself. Spirit being interior to form, form is therefore included within the realm of spirit. It is also a popular statement or a belief that man's spirit is within his body. Philosophically speaking, form, being a part of spirit, is within spirit, but spirit is more than the sum of forms. And the material nature of man is therefore within the sum of spirit. So, the universal nature, including the entire system, is within the all-pervading essence of God, the universal spirit. What this declares that every part and member of the body is epitomized in the brain, and in turn that all that is in the brain is epitomized in the heart. In symbolism, the human head is frequently used to represent intelligence and self-knowledge, and the human body in its entirety is the most perfect known product of the Earth's evolution. It was employed to represent divinity, the highest appreciable state or condition. See, when the mob governs, man is ruled by ignorance. When the church governs, he is ruled by superstition. And when the state governs, he is ruled by fear. Before men can live together in harmony and in understanding, ignorance must be transmuted into wisdom, superstition into an illuminated faith, and fear into love. Most sacred, the most secret, and the most enduring of all mysteries, symbolism. Here the initiate will be thought that every visible object, every abstract thought, every emotional reaction is but the symbol of an eternal principle. Here mankind will learn that chiram, truth, lies buried in every atom of cosmos, that every form is a symbol and every symbol the tomb of an eternal variety and verity, thought, education, spiritual, mental, moral and physical. Man will learn to release living truths from their lifeless coverings. Light, writes Edwin D. Babbitt, reveals the glories of the external world, and yet it is the most glorious of them all. It gives beauty, it reveals 
beauty and it is itself most beautiful it is the analyzer the truth teller and the exposer of shams for it shows things as they are it is infinite streams measure of the universe and flow into our telescopes from stars which are quintillions of miles distant on the other hand it descends to objects inconceivably small and reveals through the microscope objects 50 millions of times less that can be seen by the naked eye like all other fine forces light's movement is wonderfully soft yet penetrating and powerful without its vivifying influence vegetable animal and human life must immediately perish from the earth and general ruin take place among the ancients philosophy science and religion were never considered as separate units each was regarded as an integral part of the whole philosophy was scientific and religious science was philosophic and religious religion was philosophic and scientific perfect wisdom was considered unattainably say as the result of harmonizing all three of these expressions of mental and moral activity did that divine knowledge which constituted the supreme possession of the pagan priestcraft survive the destruction of their templates and their temples is it yet accessible to mankind or does it lie buried beneath the rubbish of ages entombed within the very sanctuaries that were once illuminated by its splendor if this inner doctrine were always concealed from the masses for whom a simpler code simple code has been devised is it not highly probable that the exponents of every aspect of modern civilization philosophical ethical religious and scientific are ignorant of the true meaning of the very theories and tenets of which their beliefs are founded upon the microscope reveals to man his significance the telescope his insignificance if the infinite had not desired man to become wise he would not have bestowed upon him the faculty of knowing if he had not intended man to become virtuous he would not have sown within the human heart the seed of virtue if he had predestined man to be limited to his narrow physical life he would not have equipped him with perceptions and sensibilities capable of grasping in part at least the immensity of the outer universe and 
there you have it, the secret teachings of all ages, please. To help out, it is easy, simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Do leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and then stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read and never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and then find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. I thank you. Love and respect.